0: college hockey southwest weekly is brought to you by bell ford the arizona ford giant at 2401 west bell road in phoenix t-mobile home of america's largest 5g network by college bar and grill at 740 south mill avenue in tempe the asu fans home away from home jesse ray's barbecue in las vegas voted best of las vegas two years in a row Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers, 12 Valley locations, serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Ice Time Hockey sw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us on the uh, Podbean app live as always, 7 30 p.m. Mountain Time. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you, not from Scottsdale, Arizona as normal, but from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, The weather is a little cooler. It's a little hockey weather. Uh, My co-host, Paul Hornstein uh, from beautiful Long Island, New York, is with me. Paul, how are you tonight? Um,
2: As far as the hockey weather is concerned, we haven't really had any. (laughs) Not yet, huh? (laughs) Not yet, which I'm very happy about. We had a couple of weeks where it rained every day. It seemed like, but that's, you know, I would. That's I don't. That's not hockey weather. But, no, uh,
1: no, that's just sloppy weather.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, that's we. That's we want to watch uh, them play football in the mud weather. That we like. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, we as I mud mentioned mud. in the open, and people should know by now, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, where we talk NCAA hockey. This year, uh, we have expanded Roger our by coverage by Roger Kleins. Oh yes, yes, yes! Get that in Bro- there. Bro- Come on now. Yeah, good one. Good reminder. Presented Bro- by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Let's go. Absolutely. Well done. Way to poke me and and get me working on the right track. Uh, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, our proud presenting partner uh, of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Um, where was I? Okay, that threw we're you off track, about- didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the four teams that we cover, uh, Air Force Academy, Colorado College, Denver University, the University of Denver, how about that, and uh, Arizona <laughs> State, and, and Arizona State University, um, and we're finally in a game week. Um, fingers crossed, because as I sit, Paul, in Las Vegas, Nevada right now, I'm listening to the Nevada governor asking for everybody to cooperate for 14 days Uh, which is some pretty strict guidelines, basically stay home voluntarily for 14 days or I'm going to have to shut it down. So that's not what we wanted to hear, Uh, certainly not what I wanted to hear uh, parked right here. But right now the Arizona State Sun Devils are scheduled to play uh, at Michigan uh, this Saturday and Sunday. Um, That's correct. I know you had had a chance to listen to to the coaches, uh, both coaches, Uh, On the Zoom call, so you're going to give us some insight on that in just a minute. Um, In the meantime, we're going to bring on the fourth coach of our uh, coverage area, the head coach at the University of Denver, David Carl, is going to join us tonight. So uh, fingers crossed that we're able to make this all work the way we (laughs) want to on a three-way conference call with Coach. But um, we've had Powers, obviously. We've had Havilland. We've had Saratori, So it's only fair that we have Carl, right? Of course. And break it down. His team comes in as the number five team in the country. Um, uh, They're ready to start off. uh, They've been practicing, but they'll continue to practice. And then uh, December 2nd, they will open their season, God willing, COVID willing, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, anything else you want to do, against the University of Minnesota Duluth in Omaha. They will be Mm -hmm. there, Paul, until the 20th of uh, December, all things... uh, holding true, uh, and they'll play inside that pod. And, uh, and we found out it was a pod, not a bubble. And we found out what the difference was on Sunday night, uh, from the NCHC. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how coach Carl's preparing his team, uh, to, to play in that. Uh, like I said, ASU traveling to the big 10, where they will be, uh, Honorary members, can we say that, for one year of <laughs> the Big Ten? Sure. Well, they'll no, be I mean, a schedule, but not part of the actual conference, not playing in the conference tournament. So, right. And, uh, they, and we... they
2: did have discussions with that, the coach said, but, you know, that's, it didn't happen, so we're not really going to get into it.
1: Yeah, in um, fact. Well, let's do uh, – give me about a 10-minute synopsis as you can before we bring on Coach Carl about what you heard first from, from Coach Pearson at, at Michigan. What's he expecting this weekend against the Sun Devils? Um, well – You know, his team
2: on paper is loaded. You know, a lot of those Big Ten teams are ranked in the top 20 right in that 10 to 15 area with ASU. Um, He expects ASU to be what everyone expects them to be, a veteran team with a lot of returning guys and a lot of firepower. Uh, And he brought up an interesting statistic uh, in his Zoom conference uh, yesterday. Uh for all of the uh, talent that Michigan has, uh, ASU has uh, an edge in experience. And that he made it a point to bring out that ASU had 102 goals coming back and Michigan only had 55. Yeah, so, that is a key point when you start talking about playing a season like this. Um, he, he expects a big year out of his – Newly named captain Straussman in in goal, uh, and if that raises your eyebrow, okay, uh, it, it it does happen that way occasionally. <laughs> yes, it does occasionally. Um, I believe Cal Peterson. I believe uh, I'm pretty sure that's the, the first name, Cal Peterson at Notre Dame. He was yep. a goalie. Yep. Yeah, he was he was one of their captains, so it does happen uh, occasionally. Uh, I don't know if it's allowed to happen in the NHL, but it can happen in college. Um, they expect to play uh, both of their uh, senior goaltenders, and, and 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 develop the depth as the season goes on. But he thinks early that the the goalies will have to uh, allow for his young team to uh, settle in to the season, and and it doesn't that obviously they hope they don't start one and seven like they did last year, uh, which was, you know, and they came on in the second half of the season. So, I mean, those were the big things that we, that I took away from the press conference. He, uh, was working more on, uh, game type action in practice and, and because he had enough leadership coming back, even though, he doesn't have the experience edge in his mind in this two-game series. He has enough leadership to, to, to on his in his locker room to not get so bogged down in the details of systems.
1: And the extra practice time didn't hurt either. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so from a Michigan standpoint, and uh, the way they look at Arizona State. They, they kind of know what Arizona State has, but they really don't know what they're going to put on the ice because nobody's seen each other yet. This is the opening weekend, which is uh, is weird in, in that regard. Very but, weird. But what we do know is James Sanchez, uh, uh, one of the top, I guess we can say top-line forward for, for ASU, is a, a former Michigan forward, uh, played a couple of years at Michigan, and then uh, – And went over to Dubuque and and resettled himself, and came to ASU. Now he's in his senior year here at ASU, so he does have a little background about Michigan. Um, The other thing, Paul, I think is going to be the big thing, and then I'll let you give us a couple minutes about ASU, and we'll get back into this after we're done with Coach Carl as well. But right, um, because there's honestly
2: there's a bunch of stuff going down. Uh,
1: Yeah, you know there's some. I promise, we'll well, get to it. We'll get to it. We just got to get Coach Carl on here in about six minutes. Uh, I, get so, uh, I get it. I get it. I totally get <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm not saying
2: we're not going to. I'm but just I, saying.
1: I, 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 yeah, I, I want to throw this out real quickly uh, that I think the difference in this series is going to come down to third and fourth lines. I think one and two are going to pretty much be evenly matched. So I think special teams and third and fourth lines are going to make the difference. You know me. Uh, I try not to be a homer. I try to set realistic goals, but I think Arizona State has a roster that can compete with anybody if they're healthy. And uh, I think it's just a matter of starting fast. And if, if they don't understand a 28-game road schedule by now, um, they will on Friday n- or Saturday night. So quickly, well, just a quick uh, recap about, uh, about ASU.
2: Well, you know, they're ready to go. Uh, the coach said it's, it's, it's a blessing to have that veteran team, that veteran leadership. Uh, something that I haven't seen put out there yet is, uh, in the press conference today, uh, coached, uh, as, as Josh Maniscalco left, uh, uh, to sign with the Penguins that left the spot for a letter on a Jersey and they gave that to Johnny Walker. So they gave him a C letter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good for Johnny, um, so do we have two? Hope C's we now? By the way, I hope I hope we didn't spoil that because I mean the coach <laughs> said it in the press conference. But
1: I mean, so do you we know. have so do we have two C's, Paul? Do we have Johnny Walker and Jacob Wilson? Yes. Okay, and then two A's. Yes. Uh, who who John are we have Garcia Dom? and Jordan Sandu? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jordan Sandu is the one that was added in because yes. Johnny wasn't a right uh, that's before, before Maniscalco. and I think Coach told us uh, that if Josh Maniscalco had known the way things were playing out. Uh, with the NHL starting late and everything he may yeah, have, have decided just to stay I mean yeah well you know nobody can not speak for him but yeah and, and nobody and I knew. never
2: right and I never want to tell a guy not to sign that deal so yeah absolutely um, cuz you just don't know when when and where you right, get that chance right um he thinks they have five lines worth of forwards that could play uh, at any time uh, he expects to uh, have that depth tested, especially, uh, with, I mean, cause they'll play four games in, in eight days and they'll yeah. probably do that a bunch.
1: Um,
2: yes. and sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't, and and we don't know where the break in the schedule is going to come in uh, because, uh, originally there he's, you know, if you remember when, when the last time we interviewed him, he said there was a break, they weren't going to play 13 straight weeks again. Yes. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, um, but the the situation will allow them to get on the road and basically keep better uh, control over the players. Not to make it sound like they're going to beat them with whips and chairs and and you know handcuff them to the wall or anything like that. But being on the road allows them to have uh, you know less distractions. Yeah, fair. And 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 do the things necessary uh, to prevent from losing players to the virus. So they're looking at that as a plus. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how uh, how he uses uh, his depth up front. He says they have the 15 forwards, but not much past that. And he expects Connor Stewart to play defense this year. And it'll be interesting to see who they put in as the sixth defenseman because Jacob Semik still has to serve one game of a suspension. Yeah, uh, and, I almost forgot about that, but that's a yeah. fact. And uh, okay, one one more quick. That's right. He also said he knows which goalie will start, but he
1: hasn't said anything yet. Uh, we can we can that's, figure that out. That's but, what I was going to ask you. He told yeah. us up front that uh, DeBrower's net to lose uh cole right. brady i'm sure is pushing hard and i'm sure justin robin they both are uh, yes equally pushing as hard so let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back and you can tell us a little bit about what's going on and uh what we'll do is uh bring on coach carl and we'll go from there all right let's hope this, this works
3: Then roger klein's cancion tequila is the brand for you
0: looking for your next car head out to 2401 west bell road in phoenix and stop in at bell ford the arizona ford giant come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 fords as well as the new 2021 models just arriving like the new e450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and suv sale voted the number one ford dealer in arizona by ranking arizona We will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to belford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year.
1: All right, we're back. Kalachaki Southwest Weekly, Scott Strandy with you from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about Denver and the history of Denver hockey. Well, I try to get us connected with our guest, uh, head coach David Carl, and we'll, and I'll be back with you very, very shortly.
2: All right. Well, you know, the, uh, the thing about Denver is they are one of the blue bloods of, of college hockey. They have won the most national championships in the 2000s. Uh, they have won three. Galuth has won two. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're going to sit here and we are going to uh, try and get this, uh, this technology to work here, Scott, and uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, it's uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's uh, Paul and I are very pleased to announce uh, we're going to have uh, four new teams or three new teams in our coverage area. We've added Air Force, Colorado College, and yeah, the I'm going to try and
2: use a, another in the University
1: uh, of Denver. Denver. Okay, so we've got uh, we've got uh, head coach from the Pioneers, uh, David Carl, with us. Coach, how are you tonight?
4: I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you guys?
1: We're doing wonderful, Coach. Uh, we're trying to patch Paul in, so if you, if you can hear him, fine. If not, he'll give me some questions for you, and we'll take it from there. But uh, in the meantime, uh, number five in the country to start the year—you got to be pleased with that.
4: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, the early polls seem to reflect how last year ended, um, certainly, but. Uh, we're excited about our team. We think we have depth at uh, all three positions and um, can't wait to get going. So we like our chances this year as much as any other.
1: Coach, when we talk about uh, the, the, the way 2020 uh, season ended in March and, and the COVID that's taken over the country and everybody's had to make adjustments, has there been anything really that you guys have done differently than maybe everybody else in the country to deal with COVID?
4: Um, I don't else no i don't think so i mean i think we're all kind of running on the same playbook living life day by day trying to uh do the best with what we can and um our players all went home back there in march uh spent spent all summer at home we had them start to come back in august and we've been on the ice this is our ninth week now of being on the ice of practicing and training so every day that we get to go on the ice we're uh, we're blessed and grateful for that
1: Absolutely. I hear you. Uh, you know, we had the, uh, the director of communications uh, on from the NCHC on our Sunday night show. And and he was talking about your program and all the other programs and how there's, there's so much talent, but it's done a different way. And one of the ways that he said was that uh, you were able to uh, recruit kind of for position and need. Is that, is that a fair assessment of the way you build your hockey team? Yeah,
4: I think so. I mean, we're, We're in a great conference. We think it's the best in college hockey, and and it's not really even close uh, when you look at the numbers, and we're we're fortunate to be in the league, and we've got great competitors um, throughout the the eight members, and um, I do think that playing in this conference does help on the recruiting standpoint. uh, We get kids that want to be a uh, part of the best conference in college hockey. They want to be pushed night in, night out, and I think that certainly helps in our recruiting and in a little bit of how we recruit. I mean, we'll, we like to get, uh, you know, a few high end young prospects um, that maybe have some NHL uh, potential and ceiling. And, and we like to surround them with guys that have, that have played, you know, two, three years of junior hockey that, that do also have pro potential, certainly, but are maybe a little more rounded in their life skills and, their maturity levels ready to take on the, the rigors of school and, and the, the schedule that have has of a student athlete. So um, we think that, that that has worked well for us. And uh, it's, like I've told people many times, it's not a playbook that our staff uh, invented. It's been going on here in Denver for a long time. And uh, I think the proof's in the pudding with the consistency that, that our programs have been able to put up the last 20 years with three different head coaches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree a hundred percent with that. Um, Coach, uh, it, coming from the desert southwest, I grew up in northern Minnesota, went to Minnesota Duluth, and my co-host is out on Long Island, but an ASU grad, and, and we were both thrilled that ASU went to NCAA hockey, and immediately they started trying to compete and, and competing with your program and things like that. Um, so you built a little bit of a rivalry. Is that fair with ASU? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're geographical, certainly um, in college hockey standpoint. You know, us,
4: them, uh, CC, and Air Force were, were their closest game. So, uh, you know, we have a real good working relationship with Greg and his staff and a lot of respect for what they've done with their program. And uh, they're certainly at a level now. Uh, you know, the first time we played them I in mean, our building, I think, was back in 17, and, and it really wasn't close. And you, you fast-forward two years, three years later, and they're making national tournaments, and um, the games are really close, and they're a great opponent that, that makes our team better. And so I just uh, got, got a ton of respect for what Greg and his staff has done down there to, to build it to the level they are. And I don't think they're going anywhere. I mean, they're, they're not, they've proven, uh, I think, last year that it wasn't a one-time fluke. Um, I think their recruiting list speaks for itself. And they're doing a great job. I think they're here to stay. And obviously the rink announcement is uh, Greg's been working on that for, for a number of years. <laughs> so we're happy for him. And uh, I think it's a great addition to college hockey that we got another uh, – potential powerhouse
1: in the West. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the, the pod situation in just a minute, but just for people that aren't familiar with, with your career and, and your brother uh, and everything growing up in Alaska, give us a little thumbnail about uh, how things went for you, because you, you've persevered is, is probably the understatement uh, in your life, so give us a, uh, a little thumbnail about David Carl and growing up in Alaska and playing where you did at Shaddock, St. Mary's, and all those great places.
4: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, growing up in, in Alaska, being one of three boys, I was in the middle, um, had my older brother to look up to, and uh, it was a great life our parents gave us and sacrificed a lot for us to be able to play uh, the sport we loved, and uh, a lot of time on our, our outdoor rink in the backyard and at local schools, and really where we learned to fall in love with the game, and uh, it's meant so much to our family in, in in all three of my our lives, you know, me and my two brothers, and um, we all the time at the age of 15, 16 years old, all went to different spots. Uh, Matthew went to the National Team Development Program, I went to Shattuck, and my little brother went to a, a school out east called Kimball Union Academy. And so, um, yeah, it's, it was it was a great childhood and, and set me up for success in life, and I, I think really set me up to, to handle adversity, which I faced at the age of 18 when my, my hockey career ended with a diagnosis of a heart condition. Um, That was unfortunate, but I think it's really uh, springboarded. Like most uh, moments of adversity, there are opportunities to springboard yourself, whether it's personally or professionally. And that's what that moment was for me. I I was able to be surrounded by a lot of great people here at the university, within my family and my friend group. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate and blessed to to be where I am at today um, in my career.
1: You know I had a chance to visit with uh, Jim Montgomery a number of years ago uh, and when I when I visited with him he told me he brought your name up without even being provoked. He said David Carl is going to be a great hockey coach. Um I don't think though he expected you to be the head coach at Denver at such a young age. Has that been difficult for you or have you been able to, to uh, pretty much roll roll with it?
4: Yeah, I don't know if anybody expected it myself included, so um <laughs> You know, life as again as I learned at a young age, life will uh, throw you curveballs when you least expect it, and sometimes it's bad news, sometimes it's good news. And so, um, obviously, when Monty had a, a great opportunity um, to leave here, it was uh, a real joy to work with him and uh, learned a ton of you know what what I do now uh, from him and a great mentor for me, someone I continue to stay in touch with on a weekly or biweekly basis, and. Um, Yeah, so it it all happened faster than than I would have expected as well. Um, Even getting back to Denver as an assistant coach happened way faster than I ever would have dreamt. And um, like I said, I'm I'm really grateful to be in the role I'm in. And um, with everything Denver's done for me, I I really do view it as a moral obligation to do my best to help this program and this university uh, maintain the success that it's had in its 70-year history.
1: Very well said, coach. Um, my co-host has some questions that pointed towards your team. We'll get to that in just a minute, but I want to ask you about the, the pod situation and the way it's set up. I mean, I know we, everybody looked at COVID and every conference did things differently, but to, to find the best way. So how are you feeling right now about, uh, about spending three weeks plus uh, in Omaha, Nebraska? Yeah,
4: normally you don't get excited for that statement, but yeah, um... <laughs> you know we're we're really excited to to get into the the pod and um when you look at the schedule 10 games and you know really 20 21 nights you get really excited and um you know it's been so long since we played hockey um our guys are pumped and you know i just uh I joked that I could spend another week or two in the pod and just keep playing games. I don't think my wife would like that, but uh, maybe she would. We've all been at home since March, so uh, maybe they could all use a reprieve from us. But we're really excited. I I think it's going to be – it works best for our league. Uh, We have a high level of trust in Josh Fenton and his staff and what they've been able to put together logistically. I mean, once Omaha was announced, that was really when the real work began and the amount of subcommittees that – you know, our ops people are on, um, the league is on, our administrators are on, the amount of work with testing. Um, it's really impressive and just shows this a world-class hockey conference and, and, again, the best in college hockey.
1: Well, they didn't really give you a break, but in the NCHC, there never really is a break when you open up with Minnesota Duluth. So what do you expect out of the Bulldogs? I know they lost some players to graduation, but technically I guess they're still back-to-back defending champions, right? Yeah,
4: no, they are, and I, yeah, I think we've followed up with North Dakota, I um, think, yeah. to the next three games, so yeah, we're uh, getting right after it, for sure, um, no, I mean, to me, Duluth, I mean, they're, they're the national championship champions until someone uh, dethrones them, and they're a great hockey team, uh, they pushed us last year, uh, I think, to be better in, in many different ways, and obviously, they lose some pieces, but, but Scott Sandlin and his staff there, I mean, just do an incredible job here the past few years of, of reloading and talk about an identity with recruiting. Um, I'm not sure anyone's figured that out better um, than them in the last three to five years as far as, you know, finding your niche and staying within your niche. A lot of times teams will find a niche and then they'll, they'll drift out of it. But I, I think Sandy's done a great job. Uh, keeping our program on a path that, that gives them the best chance of having success year in and year out. So it would be a great task for us first game out of the
1: shoot. All right, I'll fire away with uh, my co-host who's uh, been logging me with uh, with text <laughs> text questions for you. So his first one is your your roster is it really a geography lesson. Uh, did you expect to find so many players in non-traditional places, like four from California, two from St. Louis, one each from Tennessee and Texas? Uh, How did that all come about, or was that just chance?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit chance. I mean, we do have a a footprint. It looks pretty big, and maybe, like, we don't have a plan when you look at the roster, but we do have a plan with how we recruit, and um, a lot of it is, you know, the western U.S. and and western Canada, and then we sprinkle in some Scandinavians uh, (laughs) here and there, so... I think if you look at our roster, again, year in and year out, that's, that's kind of the makeup of it. We have different ebbs and flows, I think, based on, um, you know, where where the best players are. We happen to be, you know, hit kind of a hot spot in California right now on this year's roster. Uh, Chicago is going to be big in, in coming years for us. Uh, Alberta is going to be big currently is but we'll probably get bigger Um, so it it just kind of adds and flows we go where the best players are in our region and we try and make sure that they're coming to Denver.
1: All right he wants to know a little bit also about your defense Uh, we know it's pretty young for you this year uh, and generally your team is is signature is defense so how does it seem those young guys are adjusting to the speed of college hockey?
4: Yeah I think they're doing a, a, a good job so far I mean it's this, this time to practice is almost a blessing in disguise for, for some of the young kids um, within college hockey. They, you know, our guys are three times a week in the weight room. They're, four, they're five, six times on the ice a week. And so they're getting a lot of reps in, uh, in what we're doing. So it's been great for Tua Misto, Benning, and Irwin um, seeing a lot of growth in their game. We were, obviously, we are going to be young on the back end, so they had a grad transfer like Bo Hansen out of St. Lawrence. Um, was really an exciting development for us. And, um, and then the veteran guys that are back are, you know, Mendel, who's played a lot of games for us as a senior, and two juniors in Demon and Mayhew, um, and then two sophomores in Lee and Crimson. So we think we got a good balance. Obviously, the freshmen, Miso and Benning, are going to play key roles for us, and we got to get them up to speed quickly. But they're smart hockey players. Um, smart players can, can figure it out. Hockey's hockey uh, for them a lot of times.
1: I hear you. I'm going to throw out a little Minnesota connection because I grew up with uh, Bobby Brink's dad, Andy Brink, up in, in Bemidji. So I'm, I'm a little familiar and a little bit partial to, uh, to, to the Brink family. They're uh, uh, not only very hockey knowledgeable but very good people. So tell us, if you can, uh, without gushing too much, just about the talent that you have in Bobby Brink. Yeah, I mean, Bob is um, he's a world-class player at the level right now, and um, – you know, his his
4: brain is what makes him, I think, a special hockey player. His, his drive to, to try and be great and, and improve himself every day um, is starting to take hold. And, you know, he had a really good summer. He put on some weight. His skating is better. Um, so we're, we're excited for him. He's a guy, as a coach, you want him on the ice, Um when the game's on the line and as a player, he's someone that wants to be on the ice when the game's on the line. So it's a really good fit.
1: Um, Really goal out. And I'm sure you're no different in that respect, but how do you look at your goaltenders this season and and how big of a role are they going to play, particularly when you're playing that many games in uh, in a pod situation? Yeah, it's going to be important. I mean, uh,
4: Obviously, Devin Cooley signed um, about six, seven weeks ago in Nashville. It um, was a little bit of a surprise signing two weeks into the quarter starting. And uh, we got a young kid, Jack Caruso, as a freshman. And then Magnus Grona uh, is back as a, uh, as a sophomore. Magnus played lots last year. We're real comfortable, confident with, with him um, in goal. And then uh, I talk about a kid that we're signing, but he doesn't sign until tomorrow. Uh, but we're adding a grad transfer that'll join us in the pod. That's got a lot of college hockey experience that we're excited to add the depth, uh, to replace Cooley, who, like I said, signed six, seven weeks ago. So we feel comfortable. Um, and, and we're excited about our depth and goal, uh, ultimately when we get to the pod and like we said, 10 games in 20, 21 days, um, is going to be a challenge. And uh, you're going to have to use all parts of your roster that, and I think that means all three positions, uh, you know, goal, and forward, everybody's going to be playing. And um, everyone's going to have to contribute when you're playing that many games in that short of amount of time.
1: Okay, so uh, my co-host has a follow-up on Magnus. He says, uh, you know, we've seen him play. We know his talent. But how do you know when he's on his game or in the zone?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think for me it, um, it's when he's tracking pucks, when pucks are sticking to him, when he's catching the puck. Um that's when you know a goalie's seeing it well and he's detailed and yeah, I don't know if that's that's probably not um, unique to Magnus. Probably most goalies, um, that you can tell when they're on early and um, there's no bobble pucks. Pucks are sticking to him and catching pucks. That's when we know we think he's uh, in for a good night.
1: Fantastic. Uh, I won't keep you much longer. I do uh, always appreciate your time uh, and being able to, chance to visit with you and talk hockey, but Tell, tell the folks here in the Southwest, in our coverage area, what it's like to, to play hockey at Magnus Arena. You've played there. You've coached there. What's it like, and, and what's the environment?
4: Yeah, I mean, we uh, we think it's great. It's a 6,000, seat building. Um, we average about 5,700 a night the last couple of years, and so um, – we get great community support. We're, we're about 15 minutes south of downtown. So we've got a great community, uh, feel around campus. A lot of, a lot of the community members come to games. we get got a great student section, probably 1500, 2000 come a night, um, in there cheering and, and doing their thing. So it's a really good atmosphere. Uh, like, you know, like many things being a part of this program, a great town and community support is, is something we're blessed with. And, um, you know, on a market that has every major pro sports team there is, um, you know, we're averaging ninety-five to ninety-eight uh, percent capacity every night. So it's a great place to play college hockey. Um, pretty new building and uh, just a beautiful venue. So we're we're real lucky to call it home.
1: Okay, final one for you. We know the rivalry that that's building, hopefully geographically and on the ice with Arizona State, but you also have a real. Rivalry right down uh, the interstate from you at CC. They're uh, they're building their new arena. I'm sure uh, you've you've known much much more than I do about that. I've been there a couple of times to just check on the progress. But uh, tell us about that rivalry.
4: Yeah, it goes back. I mean, like any rivalry, I think you need history. Um, it goes back a long number of years. I think it's the second or third most played rivalry in college hockey. So. Um, Pioneers and the Tigers have been going at it for a long time. And, and I think the other thing that makes it good is when, when both teams are perennial powers and, um, we've had different moments where they've been great. We've been down a little bit. We've got moments where both teams have been great. And, um, you know, so I, I think Havi's doing a good job there. They, they seem to be improving every year here, um, the past couple of years. So we're excited about the rivalry and obviously we've played each other six times this year. So we'll, <laughs> we'll add even more games, um,
1: this season. So. Coach, I appreciate your time. Uh, be safe out there. I can't wait to catch up with you in person from a good social distance and well masked up. But uh, hopefully we'll catch up to you in the pod. And uh, and good luck to the Pioneers this year. Thanks for joining us on College Hockey Southwest Weekly.
4: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, happy to come on anytime. So you guys have a good night and, and hopefully we'll see you in Omaha.
1: All right. Thanks, Coach. That's uh, the head coach, folks, of the uh, Denver Pioneers, uh, David Carl, joining us uh, from just outside of Denver. Um, and uh, we appreciate Coach coming on and talking a little hockey with us. Paul, are you back with us? Uh,
2: I didn't leave. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what the heck happened. I hit a button, and I don't know. Uh, I know. Technology so is frustrating. Just... So frustrating. And, and,
1: but, and folks, let me tell you, we did try to practice this today to try to do it right, but uh, it, it's hard because you got people on phones and, and you're doing a podcast that's live, so you can't really do a second take. Uh, but we do appreciate Coach coming on. I know he appreciated yes. your questions; it's some really good ones for him. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing Denver. I mean, they're the number five team in the country right now in yeah, our uh, coverage in our coverage area, Paul. They're the best.
2: Well, listen, I mean. Uh... The the conference that they're in has, with the exception of one year, sent at least four teams to the NCAA tournament. Uh, They had one year where they had three and another year where they had six. So, uh, you know, if you're sending 25% of the NCAA tournament teams into that thing, uh, you know, no one really complains too much about those numbers because uh, not this year because of the virus etc you know when you're using that pairwise that's you know is it perfect I, I would bet you that people would say no but um, it certainly is objective it's not whatever the numbers are that go in it and however they figure it out no one can say that there's any human influence. Uh, on the final numbers. So, the, you know, you're getting 25% of the NCAA tournament in your conference every year. Uh, and I realize there's only six conferences and 16 teams, but that's a lot, especially when you got six. I mean, holy
1: smokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you said it. Um, uh, one of the things Paul with with coach Carl and, and I tried to bring it up and get him to talk a little about it. He's uh he's very modest, but he suffered a he's literally also a coach. Uh, uh, he's yeah. suffered a little life-threatening um, diagnosis with his with his heart muscle uh, issue, so mm-hmm. much so that, that that they told him, hey, listen, this is something that you just cannot play hockey at that level. You just have to step away. And no. when you're being told that at 18 years old and your whole life I is heavy and all you've known is hockey, uh, for him to gather it all in, right? And, and use what, what his God-given talents are. And and I'm not kidding you. When I talked to Jim Montgomery four years ago, five years ago now, um, he told me without being provoked, David Carl is going to be a great coach. And he was not wrong. He is a fantastic coach, just 30 years old, um, the, the fourth fourth coach, I believe, in Denver history, if I'm uh, pulling that up.
2: Uh, so- I, I don't know if it's that few. I mean, they've been around a long time. I mean, Denver – is a blue blood program. I I am pretty sure it's a little got to be a little bit more than that. Yeah,
1: I, that's um, what I thought, but I thought I I it's got to be
2: closer to. I think it's got to be closer to ten. Um, yeah, I, I can think of four right um, now,
1: but I, there had to be more. But ninth anyway. head coach. He's the ninth. Okay, head coach. Ninth head coach. That's what it is. In fourth year, is yeah. that right? His
3: fourth uh, year. This maybe. would
2: be his fourth year, I believe it would be. Yeah, the Denver oh, won the national championship. Uh, in 2017, uh, yes, they beat your Bulldogs in the national championship game.
1: Yeah, um, rub it in. Rub it in. You'll oh, notice that I, it I with told your him back
2: to back. Yeah, of course you yeah. did. <laughs> stop it. Um, but okay. uh, they uh, they have won the most national championships in the 2000s. Denver, they won back to back in 2004, 2005 on the George Wasdecky. Uh, and they won under Jim Montgomery before he went off to the NHL. So, um, uh, despite all of the, the, the oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Boston College is one three two. So there, but but still, Denver's the one the
1: most. Now, hold um, on a minute. Did you get that from somebody, or did or did? Did you just come no, up I'm with am sta-
2: staring. I'm staring at it right on my screen. I have a list uh, of the NCAA I thought, I thought maybe
1: you got a text message from somebody at Boston College. No, no, no. A no, that may have told no. you that one or reminded you of that one. <laughs> nope. You know, Denver won its first <laughs> national championship in
2: 1958. So right. if you if they only had four coaches.
1: Yeah, I, I was mixed so we know with it's with fourth, yeah, fourth year and nine. Yeah, but, that's okay. Uh, just, just real quickly before we take another break and then come back and talk about this uh, – this opening weekend with ASU in Michigan, um, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, George Gwazzecki was probably one of the, great, the the most animated and greatest coaches I've ever seen. I covered North Dakota hockey back in 05-06, and I can remember George being so frustrated at the officials at Ralph Engelstead Arena that he stood up on the Dasher board and they, and they ejected him. And as he was leaving, he was throwing things onto the ice all the way to the locker room uh, to the tune of about three, four, maybe five items were kept flying off the the Denver bench. Uh, So if you can imagine this, Paul, George Guazdecki and Frank Ceratori uh, within about, uh, what, 90 miles of each other, Uh, two of the greatest (laughs) and most animated college hockey coaches you'll ever come across were that close together, uh, the good old days.
2: Yeah, well, you know, uh, they probably watched a lot of tape of Earl Weaver, and uh, I know as usual I date myself, but uh, uh, Google Weaver. it, people, Google him, Earl Weaver, and look up some of the video. You'll see, you'll see what the art of throwing things from a coach is, and um, or a manager in this case. Um, but you know, you, you
1: that's love the personalities, love the personalities. Okay, let's take another three-minute break. Let's come back and uh, wrap up uh, tonight's episode with the uh, the first college hockey games of the 2020-21 season. Arizona State traveling to Michigan, uh, and then you can tell us about all the other good stuff that you know, okay? We'll be right back. Okay.
3: Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the Rink and Sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy, big William Carlson fan, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at IcetimeHockeySW.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the Spirit yeast And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila,
0: Smoked chicken or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las
3: Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes.
1: All right, we're back. Call it Hockey Southwest Weekly, our NCAA hockey show presented by our new partners at Roger Klein on uh, Tequila and Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. I got to throw that out there, Paul, because uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers have given us some great music and some great uh, uh, bed music as well for a lot of our uh, our uh, oh, partners. Yeah. So, but well, we're we're happy to have them on board. Uh, and for sure, big hockey weekend because it's finally going to start. Well, Fingers crossed. Well. Tap on wood. Do everything because COVID <sighs> is going crazy again, and we just hope that things hold out. Arizona State on the road for the first of their 28 dates uh, in the Big Ten against Michigan. Um, we talked about it before we had Coach uh, Carl on. Give us a little more insight. Okay, well,
2: first of all, it'll be weird because we'll be doing the Sunday night show uh, probably while the
1: second game ends. Yeah, it'll be close. So uh, we we did not plan that. We just uh, – it's the way that no. they put the schedule out, but uh, it'll be exciting. We'll maybe get um, some live reports. Well,
2: well, this first of all, um, we we haven't really talked about the fact that uh, we have one more vote to go for an arena, uh, and another thing that we haven't talked about uh, because it just happened a couple of days ago, uh, and and I have some questions, and I know they are angry up in Rochester, New York, that RIT, literally at the last minute, canceled their seasons. Yeah, that that was a shocker, um, to tell you the truth. That was a shocker. Okay. Um, it, it, it came out of left field after Atlantic Hockey had pretty much announced the schedule, or a lot of their teams have. Um, and, you know, speaking to my uh, – eyes in the sky so to speak uh, my buddy on Twitter Nathan Bass, uh, who's up there in Rochester he's kind of like my RIT guru I you know um, gotta have those
1: sources he, Paul
2: yeah I know I know uh, and he you know he's you know he just told me that they are angry nobody they are losing their minds. Uh, It came out of left field. Um, And I had a curious NCAA question uh, concerning that situation. What happens to those players? Because, first of all, uh, they're not on scholarship. And most of them don't stay more than four years. What happens now? Uh, Even though the NCAA was giving everybody a free year, can – and, and it's too late for any of them to transfer, by the way. Yeah. It's fine. They're not going mean, to get on any teams it's, it's no matter far, what they – Yeah, it's just yeah. Not happening. So, so I don't know what in the heck is going on there. And I guess and, – and, and I asked uh, our buddy uh, at ASU, Mitch Terrell, the sports information director, if he could find out. Uh, I really – you know, it's, it's a kind of a complicated question, and I don't know if anybody would know the answer to that off the top of their head. That would have to be something that would be researched. And I, I wasn't expecting him to have the answer off the top of his head either. I said, if you can find somebody, to ask him the question. Because um, this is not like, say, Huntsville, when they, quote, unquote, canceled the program. You know, first of all, that was what, May, June? Players had time to find places to play in that week between announcing they were dropping the program and then not dropping the program. And one of them found their way to uh, Arizona State and will probably play a pretty big role. Right. He, well, yeah, he's uh, he. Der- I'm pretty sure he will play a lot uh, uh, on Saturday in the opening game, especially with uh, uh, Jacob Semek, uh, serving that one-game suspension. And, by the way, it came across on uh, John Butchergrass's Twitter uh, this evening that apparently there will be some sort of positive announcement uh, from Huntsville tomorrow morning about 11 o'clock, uh, the same time that uh, they're having a an official's, a referee's uh, conference uh, with the Big Ten uh, to help explain some of the rule changes. So there's all that going on. And um, that's just a question that I don't think anybody knows an answer to. And like I said, they would have to research that because yeah, said, those, and a and those players not are not be, on a scholarship.
1: be where are they going to go? I don't know if there. You know, you can research it all you want. I don't know if there's a precedent ever like that before. So no, exactly because they haven't, they haven't,
2: they haven't disbanded the team. They're just not playing.
1: Yeah. And 2020 is just a ridiculous year. I mean, from from LIU coming out of nowhere to add a program to Huntsville uh, dropping the program, then adding it back after a fundraising event to an Alaska school dropping a program. I mean, it, it's just all over the place. And and yeah. people are so hungry for NCAA hockey right now that I think they're just like, we got to get something happening because people are going stir crazy. And, and at the same time, the COVID is not slowing down. I mean, as I mentioned, sitting here in Las Vegas, uh, we're basically told uh, to stay in. Stay in your If, if, if yeah. you don't have to go out uh, from your home or whatever, they, they, they said, we're going to give you 14 days to stay in Nevada. If you can't turn it around, then come the harsh the harsh things that they have to do to, to, prevent, to prevent deaths, basically. So it, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's strange. And uh, it
2: just- and at Go the ahead. same time, you know, the first game of the season is supposed to be Friday night, Wisconsin at Notre Dame. And is there a place uh, on World's Friday? In and of course, wait a second, wait yeah. a second. But now let's 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 make sure. Is it is there any more time or any more appropriate day for a season to start than Friday the thirteenth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. You couldn't have asked for and, a day and, and, that would be more predictable than 2020.
2: Not, and I'm not tricks either. I, I love the number 13. <laughs> I am not afraid of Friday the 13th. I have relatives that are, but I'm not. Um, and, and your boy you know, from uh, Long Island, uh, Chris Grandall, I believe, is going to wear number 13. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to w- getting a chance to study, watching him play. Um, you know, I. I in, in in the past two years, we pretty much knew who uh, the coach the coach Powers was lineup was going to go. We kind of knew, I mean there there were no mysteries. There was uh, there wasn't a mystery in goal. there wasn't a mystery uh, on the back end and there wasn't a mystery uh, in the forwards. I don't think there'll be a whole lot of mystery on the defense uh, this year, at least in my own mind. Uh, but the forwards, uh, I think especially in those first few games, uh, you might see a little bit of mix and matches on the fourth line. Coach said he's pretty solid with the first three lines, and it's the fourth line that you'll see the mixing and matching. So uh, I'm very curious to see uh, how that works. And I'm very curious to see uh, how some of these newcomers uh, play. Uh, Johnny Walker did say uh, that Sean Dookie's not as short uh, as he's reported to be. So I don't know what the heck that <laughs> means, but he did. I'll say leave it
1: that. to Johnny Walker. He's probably out there with a tape measure, but uh. <laughs> probably. But um, and, and uh, did did and Johnny by chance mention the to best golfer on back. the team was? No, no, he didn't. Normally, that's the first thing comes well, out golf. Of his never moment. came up. <laughs> That that's a shocker because that's normally the first thing. And I, I think now that uh, Austin Lemieux has gone off to, to pursue professional golf, Johnny's trying to take over that spot, and uh, nobody wants to let him have it. But that's the off season stuff. Uh, it sounds like everybody's healthy, from what I understand, and, yes, uh, and will be available. There's no, well,
2: let, yeah, there's nobody with the exception is, of the Samich suspension. Right, so everybody's uh, ready to go. Uh, I would imagine that. It's that way through all of the teams that are playing this weekend. Uh, Wisconsin with two games at Notre Dame. Uh, LIU makes its debut uh, up at Army on Saturday evening. And ASU is playing Michigan in two games this weekend. So I am sure.
1: And then they're going to move on to Michigan on State.
2: <laughs> are just, they, are, they are chomping at the bit uh, to, to, to see another uniform. You know, as most teams do when they've been practicing for a while. Uh, so, uh, and I know that uh, uh, that I'm I'm ready for more hockey. I didn't want the NHL season to end. You know, I was loving those four, five, and six games a night. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. I want those back. Uh, I hear you. I I, I I know it was weird for people to watch during the summer, but you know. Um, so with the NHL not coming back till the, the calendar turns to 2021, uh, you know, the college hockey will have the hockey spotlight to itself for a month or so for six weeks or eight weeks. And, um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I'm sure all diehard hockey fans are looking forward to it. Uh, just to have hockey back in some way, shape, or form. I have to make sure all my subscriptions are valid. <laughs> uh, I might have let to me... dish out some more cash. Uh, Mr. Fenton, thank you very much. Uh, uh, let, uh, let,
1: me, let me tell you this real quickly uh, before we wrap things up, but uh, I'm going to read you Denver's uh, first four games, and you tell me if you'd like to play this schedule. Uh, December 2nd, Minnesota Duluth. Uh, December 4th, North Dakota. December 5th, St. Cloud State. December 8th, North Dakota. <laughs> that's how you start your your four games in the pod. And I don't know if there's any team that's got an easy start, especially in the NCHC. But also consider, like Coach said, 10 games and 21 nights. Um, I know it's in a pod. I know That's that... a pro schedule. Oh, absolutely that's a pro schedule. Is. Yeah. And the nice part about it is they don't have to travel. And, and like our guest on Sunday night, uh, Michael Weissman told us that, uh, they're, they're pretty much got everything set up so everybody could bus there. Uh, and, uh, the hotels and the restaurants uh, are very close to the arena. So that's good news. Um, and it's going to be hockey, hockey, hockey. It's uh, as Michael Weissman also told us, it's going to be six days a week. They'll take Mondays off with no games scheduled and at least two games a day, sometimes three. So, uh, College hockey is coming back. Uh, ASU, as we said, will be on the road uh, in the Big Ten. And uh, Air Force is going to do what uh, the Atlanta hockey does, which is just go play your opponents once the season starts. Yeah, so um, they actually do
2: have a few non-conference games. Uh, Huntsville will play at Robert Morris to start the season. Uh, Niagara will play St. Lawrence. As as well in in, in a non conference game or two, so uh, you know there 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 will be a few non conference games, just not a whole lot. Um, but we are uh, looking forward to the start of hockey, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens now with the schedule because I'm sure Atlantic Hockey is scrambling all over the place,
1: and <laughs> we'll go from there. Yeah yeah i bet uh two things of housekeeping i can tell you personally i'm excited for january one and two because colorado college and uh and uh, university of denver are going to face off for for as coach said two of their six meetings uh they will be outside the pod then uh knock on wood fingers crossed all that good stuff they will play january 1st new year's day at colorado springs and january 2nd they will play at magnus arena uh so thankful and so thrilled to have them as a part of our coverage area, as well as of course the air force Academy and our staple air Force or uh, Arizona state, which will be um, all over the place as well. But uh, we're looking forward to it. I do want to just throw out a quick thing from right here in Las Vegas today. We had a chance to see uh, the new practice facility for the AHL affiliate of the Vegas golden Knights, the Henderson silver Knights. Um, when you see the Sunday special folks, You're not going to believe it because uh, as we were – let me put it this way. We were thrilled to have Kerry Bubuls, the president of the Golden Knights, uh, be our tour guide for our group today of media. And uh, I had a chance to visit with Kerry for a little bit, uh, which will be on the show on Sunday. But uh, he kind of snuck down the hallway the first time, and he said, hey – is Bill Foley back there? And everybody looked at him like, "What? With Bill Foley? What's he doing back here?" And he goes, "Oh, okay, I can say it." Then we spent twenty eight million dollars of his money to build this place. <laughs> and and, and, and now, somehow I think they, he knew. Somehow I think is, he knew. I I could be sh- I, I could be wrong, <laughs> but I, I think he knew. Yeah, but what a fantastic facility! If you are an AHL player and you don't want to play here, there is something wrong with you from the nutrition side of it to the locker rooms, to you know, literally their locker room, ball I counted it. It's 10 steps to the ice surface. So it's not like you're running up and down stairs or going distances. And I know that doesn't mean a lot, but it's just that they've set up everything. Sure it does. They, have one, they have one ice sheet called the uh, Henderson Silver Night Sheet. The other is the Vegas Golden Night Sheet. They have integrated the two uh, logos everywhere. And Carrie pointed this out to us, too, that even the 10 locker rooms, five on one side are done in silver and, say, the Henderson Silver Knights lockers, and uh, the other five are done in gold and, say, the Golden Knights lockers. So they've uh, they thought of everything, as you would expect with a Bill Foley thing. So it's fantastic. It'll be the Sunday special. Uh, I'll tease it a little bit more and more all during the week. But uh, thanks to everybody up in Vegas for the intense – uh, hospitality they showed us today. It was a lot of fun to be out there. Everybody was masked up. We we opened up the new team store. People were in there buying buying jerseys as fast as they could buy them. And uh, hockey is alive and well in Nevada.
2: It's a beautiful thing. A beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: All right, my friend, take away the,
2: uh, the read. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's 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 not something uh, that you. That you thought you'd ever see? <laughs> uh, not not six years ago. I can tell you that. No, no, absolutely not. So, um, you know, it's 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 an awesome thing to see, um, and you know, it it can do nothing but grow the game, and that's you
1: know, boy, as, it, as hockey you,
2: fans, the more hockey we dollar, can get, the better.
1: Paul, if I had a dollar for every time that was told to me today. Uh, we're here to grow the game from everybody at the Vegas and Henderson uh, uh, media staff and everybody that was out today. Also had a chance to visit with the new coach uh, and, and Manny, and uh, it was a lot of fun to uh, to do that as well and get, just kind of pick his brain for a couple of minutes. So it's going to be an exciting Sunday special. I'll let you take it away, and then uh, then we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Roger Klein's Cancion
2: Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G ultra band for business that America's been waiting for. Belfort, the Arizona Ford Giant, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you, and let him show you the Belfort difference. Online at bellford.com or at the showroom, 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Buy Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original recipe cocktails. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices. It always seems like it takes longer for you to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. Buy summer skates, fall, winter. Doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skate banner to get yours. Behind the Mask at its three Valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, burgers, beers, sports, 12 Valley locations and two in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials. By OxyPow, our full line of natural cleaning products are all at oxypow.com. By M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans, for ASU fans. College Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, Ask Alexa, to turn on your ITHSW Podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey
1: SW.com network professionalism at its best. Very well done, my friend. Uh, As we uh, leave you tonight, I do want to remind you tomorrow night is club hockey Southwest weekly. Two guests, two great topics. We're going to talk with Rob Lopez, uh, a little bit about the Hispanic background in hockey. And also uh, he might have some news about a couple of rinks coming up in the old Pueblo, uh, or at least the possibility for it. And then also we're going to bring in Jim, Jim. (laughs) We're going to bring in Jim Nellis, assistant coach at Arizona state. Uh, ACHAD one, who is also a licensed therapist, who uh, became the uh, employee of the Desert Youth Hockey Association in uh, in Tempe uh, to deal with mental health issues that are uh, been brought on by COVID with hockey players. So uh, Jim's going to have a nice story to talk about as well. Uh, we'll have them both tomorrow on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly uh, at seven thirty p.m. Mountain Time, live on the podcast app as we are the pod bean app, as we always are uh, Sunday, Paul will be in the middle or maybe towards the very end of a hockey game between uh, Arizona state Sun Devils and the Michigan Wolverines. So we will know yep. uh, next Sunday night when we're on with college hockey, Bus live, exactly what the outcome uh, has been for the opening weekend. Um, it'll be sure. a lot of fun. We'll, we'll bring on another great guest and we'll have uh, a lot of hockey talk. So be safe, my friends, uh, Make sure that you uh, wash your hands, you wear a mask, you say social distance. And let's try to put a, a cap on this, uh, this COVID-19 stuff so that we don't have to deal with it a whole bunch more. So, okay, my friend, thanks for a great show. Thanks to uh, David Carl, the we'll of, of University of Denver, for joining us. and And Paul and I will see you Sunday night.